Is this thing on? Friends, we all know what a friend is or have expectations of what a friend should be, but there are many different types of friends. There are general friends, people you see once in a while at the open jam or the bowling alley or playing pool. Usually the commonality with these friends are other friends and not much more than that. Another type of friend is the bad friend. Usually you don't realize you have a bad friend until it's too late or when you finally realize this friendship is a one-way street and you're doing all the driving. Perhaps this person is charming and witty or attractive, whatever, you just you know thought they were really cool. But one day, hopefully, you'll realize they're not. Often these people are narcissists and can't understand why you no longer want to be their friend and they'll blame it on you for not being friends. Now the good friend, this is a person you can count on. The guy with a pickup truck that will help you move. Usually this relationship has a genuine interest and support system. This is the person you can play music with, go fishing with, do all kinds of stuff with, but maybe not the person you would ask to borrow money from. Now the really good friend or the best friend, this is the person you would do anything for and they for you. This is the person you would lend money to and never worry about when you'll get it back. This is the person you may not have seen in 10 years, but when you finally do, you find you haven't missed a beat. And it seems like only yesterday since you've seen them last. There are no awkward moments of silence, no struggle for conversation, because anything can be talked about. Anything can be laughed at without fear of anger or offense. You can do anything or nothing at all, and it's all good. Normally, you only get one of these in a lifetime, if you're lucky. And generally speaking, you should be able to count your good friends on one hand, but your best friend is always in your heart. I know the back Harlow Road. It comes to a dead end by the Royal River. The train tracks are right there. Me and my dad used to fish for Cossies out there. Jesus Christ, man. If they would have known you were under there, they would have killed you. Could he have gotten all the way from Chamberlain to Harlow? That's really far. Sure. He must have started walking on the train tracks and just followed them the whole way. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then after dark, the train must have come along and all smacko. Yeah. Hey. Hey, you guys. I bet you anything that if we find him, we'll get our pictures in the paper. Yeah, yeah, we can even be on TV! Sure! We'll be heroes! Yeah!
What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how do you All I need is my brother. I say I'm going to get high. Get on back. 
Sickum boy. But what I heard was chopper sick balls. Chopper was my first lesson in the vast difference between myth and reality. 
If you really want to be my friend, let me live it up like I used to do. If you really want to understand me, there's some giving up we got to do.
Now we know when the next train was due. Hey, 
Someplace. Teddy, you and Vern watch the left side of the tracks. We'll take the right. All right. Somewhere under those bushes was the rest of Ray Brower. The train had knocked Ray Brower out of his keds, just like it had knocked the life out of his body. Jesus. The kid wasn't sick. The kid wasn't sleeping. The kid was dead. Let's look for some long branches. We'll build him a stretcher.
reminded me when the road looked rough ahead and your miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got trouble, and I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. We stick together, see it through, 'cause you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am, big and stronger too, maybe. But none of them will ever love you the way I do. It's me and you, boy. And as the years go by, a friendship will never die. You go seek its destiny. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You guys have two choices: you either leave quietly, and we take the body, or you stay, we beat the shit out of you, and we take the body. Besides, me and Billy found him first. Yeah, Vern told us how you found him. Oh, Billy, I wish we never boosted that car. Oh, Billy, I think I just turned my fruit and looms into a fudge factory. That's oh. it. Your your ass is grass. Hold it. Okay, Chambers, you little faggot. This is your last chance. What do you say, kid? Why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more? You're dead. Come on, Chris, it's split. They're not taking Come him. Come on, man, this is crazy. They're not taking him. He's got a knife, man. Peace. Come on, man. You're gonna have to kill me, Ace. No problem. Not taking him. Nobody's taking him. Come on, kid. Just give me the gun before you take your foot off. You ain't got the sack to shoot a woodchuck. Don't move, Ace. I'll kill you. I swear to God. Come on, Lachance. Give me the gun. You must have at least some of your brother's good sense. My fat one, you cheap dime store hood. What are you gonna do? Shoot us all? No ways. Just you.
I'm never gonna get out of this town, am I, Gory? You can do anything you want, man. Yeah. Sure. Give me some skin. I'll see ya. Not if I see you first. Chris did get out. He enrolled in the college courses with me. And although it was hard, he gutted it out like he always did. He went on to college and eventually became a lawyer. Last week, he entered a fast food restaurant. Just ahead of him, two men got into an argument. One of them pulled a knife. Chris, who had always made the best piece, tried to break it up. He was stabbed in the throat. He died almost instantly.
like when you're making conversation and you're trying not to scream and you're trying not to tell them that you don't care what they mean and you're really feeling fragile and you really can't get home and you really feel abandoned but you want to be alone old friends that shine like diamonds old friends you can always call old friends lord you can't bound you know it's old friends after all is empty and the light begins to fade and there's nothing to protect you except a window shade it's hard to put your finger on the thing that scares you most and you can't tell the difference between an angel and a ghost old friends that shine like diamonds old friends
And there you have, folks, my tribute to friends and friendship via the movie Stand By Me from 1986. What a great movie. I just watched that recently. My little comments about friendship and friends could have gone so much deeper, but you know what friends are. You know what friends do for each other. You know what you'll do for your friends. You don't need me to tell you. There are some of you out there listening. I won't mention any names, but I love you deeply and dearly. I really do. One last thing about friends. I need to say something about a about a friend I just recently lost. He was my friend for 18 years. Now, I didn't like him at first. But then we got to be pals. And I'm talking about my old dog, Jack. I named him Jack the Killer. He was just a little dog, but... He was fierce. He thought he was bigger than he was. He'd kill groundhogs, keep them out of our garden. He killed a rabbit one time. And he dropped it at my feet when I tried to stop him. But it was too late. He already had him by the scruff of the neck and shaking him. I said, Jack! And he brought him over to me and dropped him at my feet. So... I only thought it fitting that I I skinned that poor little rabbit up and I cooked him. And Jack and I both ate him. <laughs> yep, I seen that boy. He caught a bird one time. Like he snuck up on this bird and the bird was just leaving the ground. He jumped up in the air and he brought that old bird down. Bird's flopping around and I had to run out there. Jack, Jack. Leave that bird alone. And he, you know, he stopped because he listened to me. He was a good dog. That bird got away unharmed. Another time I came home and he had dug a trench halfway across the yard. There was a hole on one side and there was a trench dug, oh, about 25, 30 feet and another hole on the other side. And I was like, what the hell, Jack? What are you doing? I went out there to inspect it, and sure enough, there was a dead gopher laying there. <laughs> Old boy dug a gopher up out of my ground. Yeah, you know, they destroy that. I, I feel bad for the animal, but, you know, when they're destroying your stuff, something's got to give. And they don't understand get out. So, unfortunately, there's only one way out. So, as the years went by, Jack got old, more fragile. Up until three years ago, he was chasing squirrels. He never caught a squirrel. And the old squirrels used to sit up on the telephone lines and chirp down at him and laugh at him. You know, he'd get close, but he could never catch one. Poor Jack. <laughs> The last time, yeah, I, I would let him out the back door. I said, there's a squirrel, Jack, and he'd be all ears up and ready to go, and I'd open the door real slow, and he'd 
boom, he'd go running off that porch and jump off that porch, go chasing after that squirrel. Well, the last time he did that, he come back limping. And I took him to the vet to see what was wrong with him. And he had torn a ligament in his leg. And, uh, you know, I didn't pay to have him operated on. I just, I let it heal. But after that, he was never really the same. And he just kind of, he just kind of got old and slow after that. And so just recently... On Monday morning, he, he had been sick for a while. He had he had things going on, breathing problems. And Monday morning, I woke up, and he was laying on his little cot that we have set up for him. It sits up about six inches, and his little head was... His little head was hanging over the edge. And he was gone. So we buried him in the backyard. Underneath the tree. I miss him. Old Jack the Killer. I love you. stick around because coming up next on the next part of the show I sit down with my friend Will Scott as we do another segment of Will's Kitchen Chronicles it's intermission time folks so hurry 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 step right over to our refreshment center for the most extravagant array of refreshment goodies ever assembled under one roof enjoy breathtaking mouth-watering goodies everything from a snack to a delicious full meal at our refreshment center, you'll find a large variety of goodies to satisfy your hunger, your thirst, or your sweet tooth. So hurry, hurry, hurry. Visit our refreshment center now. Hello, I am Dan Menard of The Real Dan Menard. And you are listening to Robert Lewis Jr. on Radio Americana. All right, I'm Robert Lewis, and you're listening to Radio Americana. And the theme for today, well, earlier, was friends and friendship. So I thought, why not? A Will's Kitchen Chronicle, because Will is one of my really good friends that I mentioned about earlier. So, uh, here he is, Will Scott, Mrs. Will's Kitchen Chronicles. How you doing today, Will? Uh, um, you gonna I'm, make it? I'm thinking about songs. And, yeah. uh, uh, you mentioned before when we were, uh, moving stuff around in here that uh, uh, you said I could do any th- song I wanted, right? That's right. All right. So, But the friendship songs, as far as friendship, I only know love songs, sex songs, and dog songs. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, all those songs I wrote about women not wearing underwear and all that kind of stuff, I seem to be stuck in that mode for a couple of decades. But, well, uh, that can be friendly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a whole really good attitude when you notice something like that. 
the last thing I mentioned earlier was was my uh, my dog Jack. Yeah. And and, and uh, I know you had a dog that you really loved, and his name was Ben. Yeah. And I may have played it before, but you didn't play it live. Why don't you play that song? Yeah. Because uh, what you were telling me about Jack, I pictured Ben doing the same thing. Right on. You know. Yeah. And uh, oh, oh, Ben never harmed a squirrel in his life, and they would run through his lean-to and wake him up, so he would chase him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was that was that. Yeah. So I'm thinking Jack maybe really didn't want to catch a squirrel. Jack never harmed a squirrel either because he could never catch one. <laughs> yeah, I don't he know. could he get could... close. He'd get right to the fence. <laughs> But he wasn't, you know, he didn't anticipate their ability to jump. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he sure would try, man. He would like sneak up. He'd like, I remember seeing him like sneaking <laughs> behind the, the garden box, you know, like oh, he's just <laughs> over there. And yeah. I, I would watch him. It was amazing to watch. And he, <laughs> he wanted a squirrel so bad. And they would sit up on that telephone wire and just laugh at him. So, enough about Jack. Let's hear about Ben. All right, Ben. I, I think I wrote this song in the mid-'80s for my kids because they loved Ben so much. And uh, it just happened with, you know, a mouthful of chicken and corn and beer around a campfire in the backyard. It's, <laughs> Missing them licks, boy, that's fun. I got a dog brother named Ben, he's a very hairy rascal, when he rolls in something stinky, surely is a hassle, I pick him up by the scruff of his neck, four words I'm at a loss, throw him in a pickup truck and take him to the car wash, to the car wash, to the car wash, take a smelly critter to the car wash, throw him in the Pick up truck and take him to the car wash. Then I soap him up from head to tail till he looks like a polar bear cub. Cause there ain't no way I'll put that smelly rascal in my bathtub. Child about age of nine, she said, Sir, is that lawful? I said, Kid, I really don't care. He's rolled in something awful. It was awful. <laughs> Awful, rolling something awful. He keeps wagging his tail and smiling at you, and he's so cute. You pet him, and then you get it on your hands and wipe it on your pants. And, oh man, Ben, get in the truck. Now, Benny is the very best dog I ever had. When he does his really neat tricks, makes me feel so glad. Ben can do some really neat 
tricks, chasing squirrels all day. But when I mention car wash, then we'll run away. kind of dog was Ben? Uh, uh, he is, uh, these dogs are coveted now. People are breeding them with no papers. Uh-huh. Shepherd and elk hound. Okay. Looks like a small shepherd with his tail's curlier. <laughs> nice. I saw a dog, uh, he was part Rottweiler and part Husky. So he looked like a Rottweiler, but he had those piercing blue eyes. Uh, yeah. It was such a cool dog. He was, he was Did neat. I meet that dog? That's no, a, no. It was a, a friend of a friend. Huh. <clears throat> um, is he the last dog you had? You never, As long as I've known you, you've never had a dog. No. no you, you, you get spoiled with that last really good dog, yeah. and you don't want to bother with another one. Yeah. But then in the situation I'm in now, I have a, a Burmese mountain dog on one side who is a really cool guy, beautiful dog. And on the other side, we've got a kind of all-black German shepherd-looking female named Bebe. <laughs> She's a swell dog. So why should I have a dog? I got two of them already, and I don't have to clean up their poop. <laughs> right. On. It's kind of like other people's kids. You yeah. can have fun with them, <laughs> but they go home. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Give them all a candy yeah. bar and play Foggy Mountain Breakdown on the banjo and then leave. Our, th- our <laughs> thing about getting another dog is, you know, we're getting a little older now, and I don't know if I want to say goodbye to another, another friend like that, but... Yeah. But, you know, uh, I'm thinking about getting another dog, and I, this is the way I look at it: is if if I'm meant to have another dog, a dog will find me. That's exactly, you know, the best dogs I ever had in my life yeah. were given to me, <laughs> yeah, or found wandering, yeah. I've I've had some idiot dogs. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did I, too I when I was younger. Um. What what she was? Uh, she was black. Oh, it was a black lab. Speak towards the mic. Uh, it was a black lab, and she was so afraid that she puked every time you fed her. <laughs> she was afraid of everything. Yeah. And uh, some people told me, "Well, she's afraid of men." Right. Huh. Yeah, I've heard I've heard people say that before. Yeah. She's afraid of, of me yeah. only. <laughs> my kids, right. mama, she wasn't yeah. afraid of them, but yeah. every time I got near her, she puked. Yeah. So, oh, man. What kind of dogs don't you like? Uh, 
Well, I guess the first thing that would come to mind is a chihuahua, but then I've met chihuahuas that I thought were really cool guys. So chihuahuas you know? are pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. How can you pick out a breed, you know? I, the, the dogs I don't like are, are dogs that haven't been disciplined. and Like, they're just unruly, yeah. you Wild know. Wild and crazy, crazy yeah. and won't listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some well, dogs. not the dog's fault. Some dogs are just crazy, and they're not going to listen to anybody anyhow. So, well, I, I, I don't. I don't think that's a dog's fault. It's people's fault. Oh, dog walking. Looking around, old dog walking, sniffing the ground. He's as wise as he can be. His nose knows more than you and me can't see. Old dog walking, patrolling the fence. He keeps his distance cause he got good sense. He don't chase chickens cause he's too smart. But the way he runs a rabbit is a work of art. Oh, dog walking, looking around. Oh, dog walking, sniffing the ground. He's as wise as he can be. His nose knows more than you and me can see. Just take them along. They're all real low at the coyote song. And when he bristles, looks a fright, but it keeps the raccoons up in the trees all night. Oh, dog walking, looking around. Oh, dog walking, sniffing the ground. He's as wise as he can be. His nose knows more than you and me can see. Fell out of my mouth there. <laughs> so I can do anything I want. Eh? You can do anything you want. I won't even stop you. But you did stipulate I had to keep my clothes on, right? I wish you would, because it's oh. just you and I. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I don't, Nobody I don't show see off, or you got one of them things too. Yeah, so yeah, have. no showing off. <laughs> All right, it for a month, Chris Smither has had me mesmerized, and I think I've got it. But his his guitar style, uh, he never gets past the seventh fret, and I've. Watch the video, and he doesn't get past the seventh fret. And I cannot copy, get close to anything he's doing unless I get clear up to the body of the guitar. But he—he's—he's he's a genius. 
can't you see I can't explain I'm a little like a link of chain a ring around another rolling in and out again climbing out a kite line smiling like a gold mine no need to complain Get a little in the afternoon, so hold me like a lover. Hang me on the evening moon. Take me on a roller, show me how to go one more. Let me stand at your side. Take me along for the ride. So tell me like a mother Do we throw it all away Sitting on the sideline Know you're on a fine line No need to know the desire Go to the end Take it right down to the wire down to the wire. So that's a song by Chris Smithers, eh? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's badass. <laughs> I beat my head against that sucker <laughs> until I finally got it in there. Yeah, I love At it. At least the lyrics, anyway. I bought one of his CDs. I'm only <clears throat> familiar with, you know, very limited. And I heard him on WDT, DET, <clears throat> long time ago. And I went out and bought his CD, the one with uh, No Love Today. Oh, yeah. And that whole CD is really good. He's a monster. Yeah, man. he's he's awesome. He's awesome. Other than that, I don't know much more of his stuff. Um, he does uh, other people's stuff really cool too. Uh, <clears throat> I got hung up in the YouTube mix of uh, Chris Smither. Blew my mind. I liked his uh, the you know his style's just different from everybody else. But uh, I don't know about that guy. I, 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 um, I covet his fingers. I want his <laughs> fingers on my hand. <laughs> right, right. So what's going on with you uh, musically? You playing any gigs? You're, you're hosting an open mic somewhere, aren't tomorrow. you? Tomorrow, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At uh, Lou's on the Lake in uh, Lakeville. Well, what's tomorrow? Because by the time this airs, Airs. Oh, well, uh, it'll be the next day it'll be too late yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's uh tomorrow's what the 26th so tomorrow's saturday so you're gonna yeah. do it every saturday no uh they have different different uh entertainment on saturdays so and they had a problem uh, uh structural or plumbing problem or something and had to uh postpone it for two weeks so anyway, they fixed the problem, and I guess it's, things are back to abnormal. <laughs> uh, yeah. I always uh, had fun at Louis whenever I went there for dinner or something. So that's that's Louis in Lakeville. Yeah. Louis on the lake, he calls it. Louis on, and that's in Lakeville on Lakeville Road. Yeah, it's on Lakeville Road. I well, we're Rochester Road. So it, it's it, is it it's east Lakeville or west? Road. Right, is it east or west of Rochester? Because Rochester Road comes to Lake, uh, comes to Lakeville Road. Yeah, and then and you it, turn left, and it's about a quarter mile up the hill. Yeah, so if you turn left. That's Lakeville Road, but if you turn right, it's still Rochester Road, correct? Okay, I'll buy that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just racing motorcycles through there because it's curvy. Right. I don't care. That's what when road you it turn is. right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A, a long time ago, when I was when I was just a kid, my mom used to. Well, my dad used to haul her. Uh, camper trailer out there in the lakeville and just past the first curve there was a little tiny campground right there on a lake not lakeville lake but there was a smaller lake to the right and it was cool i think right, it's right at the at the stop sign where the stop sign is now uh right of that so if you turn right on lakeville lake road at rochester and you go to the first curve there's this little hidden gravel road and there's a lake back there and you go down that's a drainer 
And it was, uh, <laughs> no, no, not that far down. Oh, okay. Not that far down. Okay. So well, that's a swamp now. You can't tell it's a lake. No, uh, it's still a lake because I've <laughs> gone by there, yeah. But yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, people live there now. It, it was a private property back then, and people yeah. lived there, but they, they rented it out as a campground. Oh. They had a little concession stand there, and it was really cool. And we used to spend a lot of summers out there. It was it was cool. Yeah. But it's not there anymore. It, 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 the campground part is not there. It's it's somebody's yard now. Yeah. I was going to say they probably built a house on that. Yeah, there was always a house there. Um, like I said, it was a private uh, thing, and you're basically camping in somebody's yard. But it was cool. I mean, yeah, yeah it was really neat. Well, so, yeah, the, right. The Celtic Knot is there now. There used to be the Lake Bill Inn and the old log cabin inn and all that right there on the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, when uh, a friend of mine uh, took that over, I, damn, I can't remember John's last name. They took it over and they said they were remodeling. And I'm, and I'm holding my breath, <laughs> you know, because. I almost fell over reaching for the. Uh, yeah, I saw board. that. I was holding my breath because of that too. Oh no! Don't land on your head, man. But uh, the, when they got done remodeling, I, I, reluctantly walked in, and I was like so relieved they did not mess up the interior of of that old old building, mm-hmm. and it would it looked looked the same only new furniture. Mm-hmm. As it did when I was nine years old, my dad would take me fishing, and we'd have breakfast there first. <laughs> I said, "Oh man, I'm really proud of you guys. Yeah, yeah, you did not ruin it. Nice." So, on that note, play me something about what used to be. What used to be? Yeah, that sounds like a good song title too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll what have to write to a song tonight. What used to be. When a 75-year-old redneck writes a song about what used to be. (laughs) There's a lot of things to sing about. (laughs) Old coots, old codgers, old goats, you old fart, old geezer, old duffer, can't tell them apart. And there's old auntie, feisty old bat. Gramps and granny, the dog and the cat. Chiggers and horseflies, skeeters and ticks. Summertime on the farm, way out in the sticks. Summertime when everything grows. Summertime, anything goes. Summertime, you don't shovel the rain. Summertime, a lot less back pain. Summertime for blueberry picking. Summertime for ice cream licking. Summertime. Guess we ought to go fishing. What the hell is that noise? Oh, it's your phone. I was going <laughs> to. Yeah, what the hell? Trying to keep the fleas off me and the dog. 
canning pickles and beets and roasting a hog. Overalls, coveralls, trucks stuck in the mud. Buttermilk, pancakes, cow lost her cud. Coyote and possum sniffing and wishing they could get in that smoker for the fish and the chicken. Summertime, when everything grows, summertime, anything goes, summertime, you don't shovel the rain, summertime, a lot less back pain, summertime for blueberry picking, summertime for ice cream licking, summertime. I'd rather go skinny dipping than fishing. Camping and fishing and swimming and drinking. Being my tea again, what was I thinking? Hawk and weasel, crow and coon, they all get bold in the month of June. Stink, bait, cane pole, thicker bushes, one kid pulls, other kid pushes. Summertime, when everything grows, summertime. Anything goes, summertime, you don't shovel the rain, summertime, a lot less back pain, summertime for blueberry picking, summertime for ice cream licking, summertime, yeah, never mind fishing, we're going skinny dipping. Summertime, anything goes. Summertime, you don't shovel the rain. Summertime, a lot less back pain. Summertime for blueberry picking. Summertime, ice cream licking. Summertime, yeah, we're going skinny dip as soon as the kids go to bed, baby. Yeah. True story. <laughs> Summertime. <clears throat> that fits right in with uh, what I was saying about uh, my mom staying out at the camper all summer in Lakeville. And uh, that was my <laughs> wife that was calling. She said she couldn't get in the driveway. And uh, so I told her to park out front of the house and I'd move the cars later. <laughs> you better move her car for her. Yeah. I'll do it later, but yeah, <laughs> nothing but professionalism here. We're, we're yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're totally pros here. <laughs> so I'm gonna leave that all in there for comedic effect. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's well, my, that's my ringer for. It. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was my phone. I said, "Damn, I didn't set no alarm." That's why my alarm set. <laughs> really rude like that. You will wake up. You will wake up. <laughs> <sighs> I'm uh, really perplexed and happy 
as a monarch amongst amongst a million milkweed that my granddaughter has contacted my daughter, her mom, and has uh, been going on play dates with my with her mom mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, my daughter keeps bombarding me with pictures of her daughter and her son laughing and joking and hugging and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I'm really really pleased because I have not been allowed to see uh, this lovely child for 12 years oh wow and uh it was some kind of legal fake garbage that her uh uh now dead grandmother right threw on us and blocked all of our phones and all this kind of stuff we couldn't even talk to granny let alone the kid wow. yeah and uh well karma's a bitch man is she there died a, in february is there a song about that no it's, no. it's in the mill <laughs> there will be a song about right it. Right on. Well, how about we uh, take a break? You can pour yourself some more wine and smoke oh, yeah. yourself smoke a cigarette. A cigarette. Pour me a cigarette. Drop, uh, light me a beer. Yeah, light so. me a beer and pour me a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a glass of tobacco. Yeah. All right. You're listening to Radio Americana. I'm your host, Robert Lewis. And this is Will's Kitchen Chronicle. Hey, ready? Go. Oh, wait a minute. Stop. This is the... (laughs) Stop. This is Will Scott, and you're listening to Radio Americana. And this is Will's Kitchen Chronicles. Wow, that was hard. <laughs> that was hard, but we got it out there. Helen, who? <laughs> so get a little closer to the microphone, there, son. <clears throat> pa, whatever. You're older than me. Anyway, so we got the Fourth of July coming up. Can you believe it's almost Fourth of July? Yeah. Yeah. And it's gonna to... rain till the Fourth of July. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah. Seems like it. Well, that's what the Weather Channel says. So, going to rain till the 4th of July and then everything will be all right. How about uh, a song for the 4th of July? You got a song called The Veteran. Yeah. Think you remember it? Well, I wrote down some cues. Yeah, you like, remember where you're at? I think I'm in <laughs> Michigan. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, uh, Robert Lewis's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Michigan, yeah, yeah. In the garage. Yeah, we're in the garage. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Among no, the motorcycles, is... guitars, and... No, this ain't a garage. This is Radio Americana. Oh, oh this is the studio. I'm sorry. Ameri- Radio Americana studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, with a Harley front end sticking right up under my armpit here. <laughs> that's right good. That's, yeah. a, that's a good, good uh, America. decor. America. Excellent decor. <laughs> with American flag right there. Yep, American flag on the wall. Uh, right. Ancient license plates. Yeah. All right, so play me the song, if you can remember it, 
the best you can, the veteran. I love this song. Yeah, I wrote it because of several uh, Look magazines. You remember Look magazine? I do. It was and an offshoot of uh, Life magazine. Yeah. And, uh, Nothing but pictures. Mostly, yeah. Very, very little advertisement. Yeah. And all of the people that made their comments uh, on these were named uh, Anonymous. Anonymous is a really a smart person, whoever yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, they weren't rhymes or poems or anything, but they were statements made by Anonymous. And so I took those, I forgot how many articles, and kept reading them and saying, you know, there's a song in here that goes like this. It was not the campus organizer who ensured our right to assemble. It was those first American veterans who wrote the Constitution and the preamble. The lawyer did not give us the right to a fair trial. It was the veteran, yes, the veteran in relentless rank and file. Surely the politician did not give us the right to vote. It was the veteran with worn weapon in a soiled and tattered coat. The journalists did not give us freedom of the press. It was the veterans who were sent to clean up every mess. It was the veteran, Coast Guard, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. It was the veteran who used every weapon from brown vest to M16. It was the veteran, none but the veteran. The poet did not give us freedom of speech. It was a veteran's sacrifice in the jungle and the desert and those ones who stormed Omaha Beach. The preacher did not give us freedom of religion. The ones who paid the price for that we all call the veteran. journalist typical <laughs> no I don't want to report the truth I just want to report what somebody somebody wants me to say right <clears throat> I always wanted to be a journalist or, or I did want to be a journalist when I was in high school I said man when I was in high school the journalists did cover the whole thing and get all of information not mm -hmm. just just the stuff that would go make people's eyes right, browse right. through it show that sounds like too much work to me. The whole picture <laughs> instead of half the picture, yeah. right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I said, uh, "Yeah, that sounded like too much work." So you're a Vietnam veteran, yeah. Yeah. So 
Tell me some stories. I don't want you to tell me any horror stories. Tell me something funny that happened oh, while like, you were over there. Like starting fights between the Aussies and the Marines. <laughs> okay, let's hear that. <laughs> you take... Um, it's always Torres who gets me in trouble. <laughs> it was Torres's idea. We take this lady, scantily clad, and by the shoulders and knees, and slide her down the table of Aussies, <laughs> tipping over their beer. Now that's you. That's the best way piss off an Aussie is to tip over his beer. <laughs> and so this poor, innocent girl, <laughs> I don't care if she's a lady of the night or what, but her scrambling to get some kind of purchase and balance tipped over all Aussie's beer, probably 10 of them. <laughs> and they all looked up, and I pointed at the table of Marines to my rear and right all Aussies stood up, and the Marines are going, what? Big fights ensued. Me and Torres jumped over the bar and snuck out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we watched through the w front window uh -huh. the fight. Uh -huh. you know? And then the MPs pushed us out of the way and went in and drug them all out. <laughs> and it was all your fault. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you'd say that with a smile as you were proud. <laughs> and you'd say, oh, wow, these rowdy bastards, you know, what the hell? You know, and the MP said, get out of the way. we got to get these guys out of here. <laughs> and poor Marines were like, what? What? <laughs> I pointed to the Marines. You know, they all should have known. Here's two Army uniforms, ten Aussies, and about the same, about ten Marines. Two Army uniforms. In there. You know they Army bastards. They started the shit somehow. And then unasked the place. <laughs> it was a hoot. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, did you ever have a pet monkey while you were over there? Yes. Did and, you? My yeah. brother did too. Yeah, his name was Zeke. <laughs> what what did you, your brother, you remember your brother's? I don't know if he named him or not, but oh. I remember he said it bit him one time, so he kicked his ass out of the tent. And <laughs> <laughs> never fed him again. Zeke would only bite. Vietnamese women. Oh no! He'd leave the men alone. He'd bite the w Vietnamese women on the on the uh, Achilles heel. I don't know why he did that. <laughs> Some fetish of his, I don't know. <laughs> but he was a real dick about it, man. <laughs> and we had to protect the the girls. Uh -huh. uh, the, come on post every day, do, do jobs, you know, that, uh, all kind of stuff, and. We had to protect him and warn him against Zeke that he was a real, you know, not a very nice guy. Wasn't as charming as he seemed. No, he was cute. <laughs> he was cute, but he was an ankle biter, a literal ankle biter. <laughs> and why he picked on a Vietnamese girl? I thought they were cute girls and sweet. You know? <laughs> well, he's a monkey. Yeah, he's. What does he know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, know, you know Charlie Darwin say we're related to monkeys? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I yeah. Think it well, did. it could be. Cause, uh, was, it, was it like a squirrel monkey or 
uh, I don't know, he was about... Was he a small he monkey? Not grown. chimpanzee. He was about a foot and a half, two feet high. Oh, right. a foot and a half high. All right. And, like uh, an organ grinder monkey. Yeah, about that size. Yeah. yeah. Long tail? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was a fine fella, too. If he was a uh, male or an old lady. Right. You know, Mama-san didn't have a problem. He'd <laughs> lean on her and stuff. She was doing some ironing and shit. Yeah. He'd lean on her. She could pet him. Uh, Kids, girls. Yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> hell that was all about. Them girls never did nothing mean. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was just <clears throat> one of those days, I guess. Or one of those years. <laughs> one of those strange years. Yeah. <laughs> the years of strange. So what, tell me, do you remember the first song you ever wrote? time ago what's that the oldest song you remember you write that you can still play the shop rat shuffle shop rat sh shop rat shuffle yeah and you wrote that Didn't when you, you worked in the the car plant you know, the truck factory in Pontiac okay is it how, how many years after that after you got back from Vietnam Jeez, you're making me think uh well i'm I'm pretty good at math all right well let me let me <laughs> let me change the question a little bit when now you didn't play guitar back then uh, when you were in uh, Vietnam and stuff growing up no no but uh but uh uh some some hippie from California was playing guitar all the time and we we're singing old folk songs Mexican folk songs uh you know old western stuff Bacchus was his name. He was a good guitar player, but uh, we, I, you know, I was too busy filling sandbags to uh, uh, worry about playing a guitar. <laughs> so how old were you when you started playing the guitar? You were like 22, 23? Yeah, yeah. I was old, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Soto's Cherokee Hitman. You grew up real fast. I was messing with a banjo. No, I was older than that, man. Messing with a banjo, I'll see. About 1971, somewhere around there. I was messing around with a banjo. Okay. And Soto's... Uh, that's a whole different story, how I met Sortos and knew him all my life and didn't know I knew him. <laughs> but anyway... I thought you knew him in Vietnam. I thought you guys were together no, in Vietnam. We worked. We coordinated work in Vietnam. Okay. But I didn't know who he was, and he didn't know who oh, I okay. was. okay. Okay. <laughs> that was that was. Right on, you guys just and, passed and through. And yeah, we're sitting on the Group W bench trying to hire, <laughs> hire in the, the GM and find, finally found out who we were right. according, you know, in relation to each other. Right on. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then you came back from Vietnam, and you went to work in the truck plant. What year was that? Yeah, uh, I came back from Vietnam and went to work in the 
car factory, Pontiac Motors, and quit there. Just I'm really, really, really condensing this. I quit there because I was dead set I was going to kill my foreman, so I didn't. <laughs> I quit. I said, okay, I was looking for a job when I got this one. Right. So, so better than spending the rest of my life in jail, That's I right. will not kill John. <laughs> and uh, I won't even beat him up. Yeah, the damn middle <laughs> management guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I worked at different job shops and trying to hire into GM again, and that's where I met my brother Sortos, whom I was my brother way longer than I knew he was. <laughs> right, I, yeah, it, yeah. I see you guys together, and you're like, it, it's like you guys grew up together. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So you had that common bond. So then, yeah. did you? Start playing guitar before you started working in the shop or after you started working in the shop? Yeah, after, yeah, after, uh, I think it was after uh, Rachel was born, my oldest daughter, 75, like I picked up a guitar. And Sortos taught me basic chords, first position chords. Uh And uh, pretty soon we're playing, you know, we're getting all kind of free beer. (laughs) 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 And we we took on... uh, uh, Rick Bates ran into Rick Bates, and him being oh, a melodic, yeah. you know, he was awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. a genius. Yeah, he's yeah. good. So, did you? Uh, obviously, first, 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 first thing was it was just Sortos and me. It was called the Shelby Willis Show. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, couple well, of drunk ass hippies. <laughs> Hippie bikers pounding on guitars. So what was the first song you learned? You obviously didn't just start writing songs. Uh, it was Up Against the Wall, You Redneck Mother. Oh, really? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and play that? Uh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he was born in Oklahoma. Yeah, you one. play it yeah. all the time. I yeah, can't I play believe it all the time. To, yeah. I can't believe you had to people, think about people that. People start playing cowboy <laughs> shit and redneck shit, and I saw Oh, well, here's one for you. And everybody says, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was a great song, man. Yeah. And that was uh, written by Ray Wiley Hubbard. Yeah. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Well, my hero. What year was that? About 75, 76? Somewhere around there. Yeah. Somewhere when he first wrote it and you heard it like, uh, you know, not the version I do, but you heard it. Hell, I heard it on some kind of outlaw radio station or something. I think it got some airplay. Yeah, it did. But it wasn't like this. Not for long. <laughs> well, he was born in Oklahoma. And his wife's name is Betty Lou Thelma Liz. And you know, he's not responsible for what he's been doing. Cause it's his redneck mother who made him what he is. And it's up against the wall, redneck mother. Mother who has raised her son. 
trigger in a honky-tonk saloon Just a whooping them hippies' asses raising hell Well, he sure does like his Lone Star beer And he washes it down with wild turkey liquor Drives a 
That's kind of like we would do it. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. So, well, I put the the age being eighty nine because uh, Bob Irvin, okay, is eighty nine. Okay, I always look at him and say, "He's eighty nine <laughs> and Bob goes, <laughs> "Yeah, he's uh, his eyes. But yeah. that, you know, that old dude is doing well, man. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He and he and yeah, he still plays guitar so well, man. Yeah, he's he he's really good. He's, he does. He teaches plays, like stuff. On plays the, on all those side. jazzy chords, and yeah. he knows everything on the guitar. Yeah. And have you ever been to his house? Yeah. He's got so many guitars. Uh, we and, uh, whenever I get to to Bob's house. We usually we usually end up shooting the shit in the kitchen and never 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 leave the kitchen and we're too running our jaws too much right. and we go get in the car and leave <laughs> go to wherever we're going. Right. And he's got so many guitars and and uh, he's a firm believer in buying guitars that are not commercial, generally yeah, commercial not guitars. Real popular. Yeah. yeah, and and he knows fine guitars. I mean, you he's got guitars that. Cost one hundred twenty-five dollars. That you know, sound as good Killer. as a Martin. Killer. And Killer. Uh, he was playing the one the other night. Yeah. yeah. And and he gave some, me some one. Name once. I don't even remember. You know. He gave me a guitar one time. Uh, I did some work for him, and he he gave me that guitar, and it was like a two hundred dollar guitar, and yeah. it's an awesome guitar. I <laughs> I passed it on to a friend of mine who was yeah. looking to play guitar again, sure. and it was. I you know, I needed to get rid. Of, I needed to get rid of some guitars, so I, you know, I gave him, I gave my friend that guitar. You got rid so, of it just because? Just because I needed to get rid of some guitars. I've only and, got five, man. I'm looking <laughs> to have fifteen. I have one, two, three. I have four guitars right now. Five guitars. I gave. <laughs> <laughs> I gave one now to my son. Truth keeps leaking out. He's really got eighteen guitars. <laughs> I gave one. I gave one to my son, because yeah. he said he he expressed an interest in you know yeah. learning how to play guitar. So I was gonna give him this one, which is a good guitar. Um, but uh, I gave him a better guitar. Just yeah, but how, how do you get away with playing Dean's? I've I've picked up many a Dean guitar. And it sucked. And I'd pick up one Dean guitar and didn't have the money for the son of a gun. <laughs> uh, left it or else I'd have some Dean guitars. Yeah. People, I don't know, different people have, gravitate because you, playing, playing, yeah. This have one. you played this one, my yellow Dean? Yeah, yeah. This This Dean guitar, I keep this one around. Yeah, sweet, man. Debbie gave, I've had this guitar about 20 years. Yeah. And um, the headstock's been broken off three times. I remember that. <laughs> I had somebody else fix it twice, and it still broke off. So finally, I fixed it myself. Now, mind you, I am not a luthier yeah. by any means. Me neither. But what I did... There's just some stuff that... I you know. I glued the headstock back on, and then I, I drilled a hole behind there on an angle... And I stuck a piece of dowel rod in there, and 
this guitar. You remember you were as, showing me the process. Yeah, and it <laughs> it stays in tune, and the yeah. action is just fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I recently had new frets put on, and I had a new top nut put on by um, Ken. Uh, no, it's not Ken. Doggone it, I can't remember his name, but he does work at Motor City Guitars in Waterford, Michigan. Scott, Scott, uh, Scott something or another. I'm, I apologize, Scott. I can't remember your last name, but he did an awesome guitar, and I love this guitar, and I was having some issues with it staying in tune, and he put that new top nut on it. And that makes a big difference. People don't realize a, new a nut? good a yeah. good top nut. You know, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, that's the little bridge at the top of the neck. And top of the that neck is that is to the tuners. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so important to hold your guitar in tune. It yeah. really is. So it's been a good guitar, and I I will never get rid of this song because or this guitar because it has all the songs in it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I painted on it. I almost cried it. when you broke that guitar the third time. I said, oh, man, <laughs> don't throw it away. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The, the second time after I had someone else fix it, yeah. it was sitting in my case. And I heard it go, ping, ding, ding. It yeah. made a weird noise. I yeah. go, what the hell? And I opened up the case and the headstock broke off. And this is somebody that we both know that that did the repair. He's not a luthier. He's a guitar player. I'm not going to mention his name. But uh, it's all good. So I thought he knew more than I did. Obviously, he didn't. <laughs> I think I knew a little bit more than he did when yeah. I put that uh, piece of dowel rod in the back to hold yeah. it. So the, the thing about this... This guitar here is that the wood grain on the neck <clears throat> on these early Deans. If you look like on your guitar, your Martin, what am I your, your, your wood grain on the neck goes up and then your headstock is a separate piece. Is that right? Wow. Well, well, like on a Gibson guitar, the headstock's a separate piece, and yeah. the and the wood grain goes in a different direction. Yep. So apparently, on these earlier Deans, because the wood grain was all in one direction, it put a lot of stress on the headstock, and it was common for them to break off. Or yeah, the glued, the glued uh, to joint. If there's no joint, it's really yeah. hard to break it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, this, I noticed this uh, same thing on the, on the uh, guitar that was given to me, uh, Marlin, Marlin guitar, Marlin. And uh, I was, uh, yeah. See, now if you look on this other Dean guitar that I have, you can't, it's not real apparent. Yeah. The, but at the top here, there's a line there. Where the headstock goes in a different direction. Yeah, the grain of the wood. Yeah. Yeah. So. So anyway, back to you. Um, 
So why did you start writing your own songs? Uh, I don't know. Um, because they like, they like, um, Okay, Rick and Sortos and I were playing a lot of songs that pertain to our lifestyle and situation. And I wrote The Shop Rat Shuffle because it was how it was in 1980. Or, yeah, around 80, 85, right somewhere on. around in there. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was. And uh, it was like uh, shop rats and working people were being used for leverage for political bullshit. Sure. And that's why I wrote yeah. the shop rat yeah. shuffle is because uh, uh, kind of making it known that all these assholes that are that are uh, pushing politically one way or another and saying we're we're better for the working man than this guy and this guy's not as good for the working man <laughs> as this guy and the working man's going you yeah. know every time you get me a pay raise my t you know income tax goes up and i gotta pay a higher union tax, right yeah you know yeah that's, yeah that was one of the verses right there <laughs> but it was it was the reason that song came about is because i thought you know, we, we're playing all over the place, and nobody ever booed it. People would, eyebrows would raise and say, oh, man, you're chilling. You better, yeah. you better look out, man. There's somebody's going to come and say, definitely a ballad. shoot your ass yeah, right for on. saying, yeah. telling the truth, you know. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> so we're reaching the end here, and uh, so why don't you take us out with playing that song? Oh, Shop Rat? Yeah, Shop Rat Shovel. See if I can remember it. This is one of the first songs you wrote. What do you mean, see if you can remember? You play it all the time. Well, a couple weeks off, be so fine. All the friends in the unemployment line Well, you get your check I'll get mine I'll meet you at the pub And we'll have a good time And do the shop red shuffle Get laid off tonight Well, take Temple Junior John, Jill, and Joe Know how some people get good jobs And it ain't who you know Some people, they get in the factory and then they begin to find where they can get a good job and they kiss their way in, but they do the shop right shuffle too. Get laid off tonight. We're doing the shop right shuffle.
ain't laid off because of Toyota or any other Jap, we wouldn't be laid off at all. If it weren't for high-priced crap, well, you can't blame us either. The company don't own us. If we put out a good product, some fat cat gets a bonus, and we get the shop rat shovel and get laid off tonight. Now the companies make billions from our work, not dumb luck. Executives make millions in bonuses. We get a couple of bucks, but it just don't end there either. Cause everybody knows them fat cats don't pay a penny tax and you and me pay through the nose to do the shop rat shovel and get laid off tonight. Now the politicians hate our guts. Man, don't it show they let the fat cats ship our jobs to Korea and Mexico and then they all get together and lie to the masses. Ain't a politician alive today worth a zit on working folks' asses. Never see him do the shop rat shuffle. Did you ever see a politician get laid off? Hell no. But we do the shop rat shuffle. 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 We do the shop rat shuffle. Get laid off tonight. That's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, genius. I keep thinking I missed something, but I don't know if I did. Yeah. Well, we'll you play it again some other time. You wouldn't know anyways. Hell no, I wrote it. I forgot about it, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nobody <laughs> knows. Well, now they know because you told them. Oh. Well, that's, you know, that's what I used to tell the kids at the open mics. <laughs> 15-year-old girl, nervous, wrapped around herself three times. I don't know how kids do that. But I'd get the kid over in the corner and say, hey, look, if you screw up the song that you wrote, nobody knows because you wrote it. <laughs> and besides, what are they going to do? Not pay you? <laughs> right. All right. It loosens them up, and they laugh and giggle, and then they go up and do a monster job, and they're right. really proud of the That's kid, right. blah, 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 on and on. Well, All right, brother. Well, we're going to wrap it up, and... uh this was uh, this was a lot of fun. I think I think this is our best talk, and uh, I love you so much, brother. And I'm you telling too, you, I'm looking you right in the eye, and I'm telling you this right now, and and I mean it sincerely. And uh, I couldn't think of a better friend to have over tonight because my my original the first part of this was about friends and friendship and we've only known each other about 10 years but it's like you've been my brother years. forever about 2003 so it's a little bit longer than that maybe yeah. i can't do math so i don't know i remember math never mind <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go uh drink more wine and smoke cigarettes yeah and eat some cheez-its yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah. fancy I keep looking at them and say, oh, I should Wine and Cheez-Its. Wine and Cheez-Its. All right. Yeah. So this is it. This is Radio Americana. And this is uh, Will's Kitchen Chronicle. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I got one more Safer. thing to say. Oh, well, okay. Hold on. One thing I always tell them. All right. Tell well, everybody you love, you love that's them. That's right. Because you might not get another chance. That's right. That's why I love you, brother. I love you too, brother. All right. <laughs>
Cheers. All right, yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you please? Get him out of here. Throw him out.